Hello and welcome to our podcast where we discover affordable and effective ways to reduce our environmental impact. My name is James Pulse Welsh. And I'm Tommaso Fantin and welcome to the very first episode of our podcast. So, how did this how did this podcast start? We're okay, first of all, we are sitting in the RMIT Activator building. We are. Um so we're both we're both students here at RMIT University in Melbourne. And um yeah, so we're both sitting here in the RMIT Activator space. Uh, Activator is this, yeah, it's a really great program that we got um, yeah invited to join because uh, so last year so Tom and I both study a diploma of building and construction and um, last year we were developing a you know a sustainable and affordable you know building home prefab solution thing and so we uh, yeah came into Activator through there and then decided yeah. that. You know what? Ended up doing a podcast. Yeah, so. <laughs> ended up deciding to do a podcast of websites instead. So yeah, um, so no show how, but yeah, but yeah. So here we are. So what we're hoping to get out of this podcast, what we're hoping you might be able to find some value in, is um, basically Tom and I have you know been working over the past you know year or so to really try and you know reduce our our own environmental impact because it's something that's um, you know both of us you know, feel quite strongly about and sort of, you know, the more we read and the more we hear, the more we, you know, discover, the more we understand just how, uh, just how urgent this issue is. and urgent, just how, yep, yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. So the reason that we wanted to start this podcast and start the website is because both of us sort of, I think it's, it's a pretty common thing that people understand that it's an issue, but I think people are also either so scared about it that they're just paralyzed and they have no idea what to do. I think a lot of, um, you know, particularly young students are probably feeling this way, you know, they, you know, if they're still living at home, you know, they can't vote and all this sort of stuff. Like they might feel quite, you know, paralyzed and sort of powerless. Don't have resources to buy, you know, yeah, yeah. renewable energy or uh, cars. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, solar panels or electric Teslas or, you know, all that sort of stuff. And something that, you know, a lot of, even, you know, once you're a university student, once you, you know, you can vote and do all this sort of stuff, but, you know, often you still don't have the money or sometimes the time that, you know, you feel like, oh, no, I, I couldn't be sustainable. I couldn't, I can't afford my own home. I can't, you know, afford solar panels like how the hell am i supposed to live a sustainable life um and so that's why we're here exactly exactly that's why we're <laughs> we here because, yeah because we you know we decided that no enough was enough we really needed to try and you know find ways to reduce our own impact and so i think so if, about a year ago i took the uh there's a calculator online where you sort of put in different aspects of your lifestyle it's called the global footprint calculator and i um i heard about it years ago i think we did it in like primary school or something it's been around for a while um and i'd done it a few times and sort of just you know pushed it to the side each time and then i think it was about a year ago that i actually did it and i actually sort of realized oh shit that's so, for anyone who doesn't know, that, so the footprint calculator, you, you put in different aspects of your lifestyle and, you know, it's, it goes into a fair bit of detail about, you know, how far you drive, what you eat, you know, what sort of house you live in, all that sort of stuff. And then when you get to the end, it gives you a number. It says, if everyone lived like you, we'd need, you know, four Earths or five Earths or, you know, 1.8 Earths or whatever. Um, and so... Yeah, most people in Australia, when they you know do something, when they do that calculator, they get more than one, 
And so it's quite easy, you know, to think, okay, yeah, I get more than one, but oh well, you know, the average in Australia is something like three point four, so I'm I'm not too bad. Um, but I think it was only in the past sort of year or so that I I did the calculator and I was like, Oh, wait, hang on. I'm part of the problem. Like, you know, climate change is it's it's this global problem and no no one person can solve it. Like, it's something we all have to work together on. But, you know, I realized that, hang on, my lifestyle and the way that I live my life, like, that's that's part of the problem. It's something that's contributing to this issue. So, I think... And then, yeah, I was showing Tom this calculator and, you know, he, he did it and... It was just, like, mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he decided that, you know, okay, we'll, we'll take each of these questions one at a time and, tr- yeah, try and figure out ways of reducing it. We'll try and figure out ways of living a more sustainable life. So, um... So what what sort of stuff have you have you been doing uh, either just in your life generally or in the past of year and a bit to reduce your environmental impact? Well, what have you um, already done? Well, I started off um, with not buying plastic bags at the mm. supermarket anymore, mm. and that happened about a two years ago, mm. one and a half years ago, something like that. And it was the first step. Yeah, I've taken. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that hard. But sometimes I was just forgetting about my yeah. bags yeah. and I would have to go back home yeah. and get my handbag or just not go to shopping because yeah. I didn't have it. Yeah. So it was a bit like I started off being, okay, whatever. I forgot it today. Yeah. So I can just like, okay, today I'm just going to buy a plastic bag. Yeah. But then the old thing changed. Mm. And I was like, no way. I'm dumb. Today I forgot my plus my my handbag, mm. so I'm not gonna get any shopping today. Mm. And that was the switch. That's when I realized that I would have to put the environment yeah. first. Yeah. So it was like you know being lazy is yeah. not an excuse. Forget mm. about things mm. is not an excuse. Mm. Not being organized is not an excuse. Yeah. So. That was me. Yeah. And that's the first step I've taken. Yeah. Then I went vegetarian. Then I started riding my bike. Mm. Um, I don't have a car. I don't drive. So that's the other thing. So you, so when you moved to Melbourne, so you, so you moved out, but you, so you live like in North Melbourne. So you, yeah. you haven't had a car since yeah. you were here, did you? No, I had a car. I was just like borrowing cars from my yeah. dad or yeah. whatever. Um, I had, I've never paid for a car, but I was always driving the first yeah. year I was here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I realized like when you when when you walk mm. down the street and you, you can smell yeah. that cars yeah. uh, are driving by, mm. and I was like, what if I do these times every car mm. in the world? Mm. Like how much carbon emission? Yeah. We're releasing. Yeah. And damn, like, I just couldn't believe that. I was just, uh, no way, no no way I'm going to contribute mm, mm. to this mission. I'm mm. no way I'm going to help, Yeah. like, the global warming. So mm. I just started riding my bike. And yeah. I can do that because I live close to the city. Mm. And that's a good thing. Mm. But, you know, that's that's what I do. That's, yeah. that's my position. That's, you know, my reality. Mm. And that's what I can do. Mm. And then I found out how good it was mm. to ride my bike. And I just fell in love with yeah. my bike. And yeah. I, you know, I just 
take my bike everywhere, <laughs> even to the toilet. So <laughs> Tom's got this really nice, like yellow bike. It's just yes, yeah, bright yellow thing. You used to have blue wheels. Now you changed your wheels. Yeah, the blue. I like the blue wheels. So it was though. like single speed bike. Now yeah, it's now now fixed Tom's gear. like a proper Melbourne hipster. He's got a single speed bright yellow bike. Yeah, and you've Man, got your got your own podcast. You're a proper proper hipster now. <laughs> Bro, I'm so cool now. I feel like, damn. <laughs> I'm making it. I'm killing it <laughs> in the streets. Uh, but yeah, so what we what we were talking about, I forgot. Um, so yeah, so that's so that's what you've done already. Yeah. yeah. So riding bike. Yeah. Vegetarian. Um, then yeah, bring my own bag. Um, yeah. to, sh- to when I go shopping, then what yeah. do I do? I well, know. try to you know every time to reuse. That yeah. that's another thing. Yeah. Reuse. Go to buy clothes at op shops. Yeah. Um, you know trying not to buy new stuff, mm. packaged food. Um, then we're going to go through all of them with mm. a calculator. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I do. And yeah. what do you do, James? Yeah, so um, so I am... Please don't hate me, but I'm vegan. Um, I, I try <laughs> not to tell people because it's the old joke... The, the old joke is, um, oh, how do you know someone's vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you. So ever since I went vegan, I'm like trying not to tell people. <laughs> he wants to show off, oh, but he doesn't want people oh, no, to. No, because like I, I really hate it. It's like this dirty little secret. <laughs> I really don't like it. Um, but like oh, it drives my girlfriend mad. I like I'll I'll like not tell anyone, and then someone will put food in front of me. And she's like, you've got to tell them, otherwise you just look really rude. And I'm like, oh, but I don't want to tell them. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I'm vegan, and that's a. I actually have a, a friend to thank for that. Um, Andy, Andy Fyduck, she, a friend of mine, she went vegan uh, for the environmental reasons. Um, you know, she uh, watched a documentary and, you know, read up on some of the, you know, the information, the facts and figures and decided, you know what, this is, it's something that I can, you know, it's a, it's a something that I can control and something that I can, you know, make a change in my life. And um, so she did it for a few months but and, you know, I had the initial thing that, and I, it's a, it's the line that I get from everyone now is, oh no, I could never do that. And I said that exact line when she went vegan. I was like, oh no, I could never go vegan. Like, Not for I, me. I love meat too much. Like, oh, but what about cheese? All this sort of stuff. Um, and then I looked into, yeah, when I really started to think about my own, uh, my own impact on climate change, and get like quite anxious. And I think this is the other thing that we sort of want to, we want to address and we want to talk about is that, um. There's this growing, uh, growing anxiety, probably. Yeah. So, so there's this. So there's this growing problem of you know young kids and particularly young you know students who you know grow up and are learning about the dangers and you know the urgency of climate change, um, and then they end up getting quite anxious about it. And they get quite anxious about the fact that. Um, you know, they're not sure what they can do. So we, that's part of what we really want to try and do is, you know, give you the tools and, you know, share some, share some tips and tricks that we learn as we try and reduce our impact and say, look, yeah, you know, it's definitely difficult, but there's a lot of things you can do that are, you know, easier and cheaper than others. So this friend, yeah, she went vegan. And um, as I was sort of looking for ways to reduce my own impact, I found that going vegan was going to be, for me personally, the easiest and cheapest way to reduce my 
impact by a significant amount. Um, I think once uh, once I learned a bit more about you know the sort of dangers and the urgency and you know what was already happening to the climate, I was just like I was really quite stressed and you know like anxious about oh, you know how the hell can I make any sort of change? How the hell can I make any sort of you know effective change? And yeah, that was that was the first thing that that came up, and it was something that yeah, it was definitely hard to to think about at first. I was like, well, how the you know how the hell am I going to go vegan? Like, oh, you know, there's all these foods that I'd grown up with, and all these foods that I really loved, and yeah, the idea of giving it up, and you know, for the first few months, yeah, it was it was tricky. I think I I like to when I think back, you know, it, you sort of remember, you know, hindsight is you know all nice and rosy but when i actually think back and you know those first few weeks it was it was tricky and there's still times now when i slip up like you know a little bit of cheese here and there or hmm. you know all the you know, these little sort of things so yeah it's definitely still you know work in progress um but i think for me personally that that's been the biggest thing is um yeah going vegan because it was just the the evidence for how much it could reduce my own personal impact versus, you know, the sacrifice that I was going to have to give up. I was like, you know what, it's just, it's not a, it, it wasn't a question for me. It was just, it was pretty simple. Um, I think the other big thing is I, so where I live, like there's no, there's no public transport where I live. So I have to drive about 10, five, 10 minutes down to the station. Um, and then the train station, yeah, that takes you, into the city so it's you know an hour train into the city um so most of the time yeah it's definitely been something that i'm trying to use public transport wherever i can you know if i if i can get that train you know to get from a to b like i always try to but um yeah where i live it's definitely hard yeah it's definitely hard and i think i've i've tried you know riding down to the train station or tried riding around but you know it's 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 quite different when it's you know 15 k's yeah i think it's 10 k's down to the station like down the hill to the train station and yeah, then yeah another like 10 k's to get back steep. up yeah so um and that's the thing so for tom you know riding his bike is this really is this really great thing and it you know really has a great impact on you know your you know impact on climate change for me at the moment it's just i think the one time i tried it, it was like three degrees and so, like, riding down the hill in three degrees and my hands were just numb. It was just... It was not going well. <laughs> I was just... As I did that, I was like, no, nah, I just... Like, this isn't something I can do all the time. So, um, that's that's one thing I've done. Uh, just recently... So, yeah. So, basically, I drive... I Living where I do, I do drive probably more than I'd like to. But just recently... Um, I had a car accident, so my car was written off, so I had to go and get a new one. And I was tossing up, you know, between a few different options and what I wanted to get, and I decided in the end to get a Toyota Prius C because it... Woo-woo! Woo! Yeah, proper proper inner-city hipster who doesn't actually live in the inner city. Um, yeah, the, the little Prius does look quite weird at the local train station. Everyone's got, you know, like big utes and four-wheel drives and I pull up in this tiny little Prius. Yeah, no, it's fun though because like uh, these people be these massive cars to go to the station and catch yeah, the train. Yeah, So, yeah. It, that doesn't make much sense to yeah. me. But. And so that's the thing. So like we've got, you know, a ute 
at home. So my dad drives a big ute. So whenever, you know, there are a few times where, you know, it's nice to have a big ute to go out camping or, you know, to go and pick up, you know, straw or whatever. You know, there's times where it's it's definitely handy. But yeah, for just going down the train station, I was like, I really don't need, you know, a massive big car just for the, you know, the 10 gays down to the train station or, you know, the 20 k's just to, you know, the next town. Yeah, because you started off with thinking of, of getting a Ute or yeah. getting a CUV. Yeah, I was, so I was thinking about getting a you know, much bigger car. Um, and then, yeah, I, I had to make, I made that decision. I think that's another thing that we want to talk about is that there's, there's different timescales for all, you know, we're going to talk about and with the podcast and the website and, you know, we want to talk about different, you know, opportunities where you, where you can make a decision that's, you know, kinder to the environment, where you can make a decision that's in line with your values and that, you know, you can reduce your impact on climate change. Um, but I think the thing we need to admit is that some of these decisions aren't regular decisions. Things like, you know, what food you eat or, you know, um, whether or not you buy packaged stuff or, you know, how far you drive or all these sort of things, you know, some of them can be daily decisions. Like what you eat is a daily decision. Every day you decide to eat what you eat. Um, yeah, there's definitely some constraints that some people have that others don't. Like my mum is um, gluten-free and she's, you know, the idea of going vegan and gluten-free, she's just like, what the hell do I eat? <laughs> but um, I think there are, yeah, there is absolutely some decisions that like a car... That yeah, it's not it's not a daily decision what car you get and you know what the fuel efficiency of your car is. But when the opportunity comes up to make that decision, I was I, and I I asked myself I was like I'm not I'm not going to make this decision very often. You know it's going to be this is a five year decision. This is something that I'm going to you know this is a car that I'm going to have for a while. If I make the decision now to buy something that's, you know, going to reduce my impact, then that decision is made. It, it's, in a way, that decision is made every day, you know, as I get in the car. Every day that I get in a car that uses, it uses like a third of the petrol that my old car did. So every day, like, that impact is reduced by 60%. So every day, the drive down to the station, it's still, you know, still driving a car. Um, yeah, it's still not fantastic, but every day it's, you know, sixty percent right, yeah. better than my old car. Yeah, and that's already the step forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think, and I think that's also because the market is always good mm. in providing like good options mm. that don't help the environment. Yeah, and you're like, uh, I don't want to do this, yeah. but I want to yeah. help the environment on the same time. So yeah. yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think all, I think in a way, a lot of it comes down to just decisions that. Often, you know, every day we make lot, lots of different decisions and every day you have the opportunity to make those decisions in line with your values. And if you really, you know, value, you know, taking care of the environment and trying to reduce, you know, the impacts of climate change and trying to reduce your own impacts on it, then, yeah, you know, you can make those decisions. And it, it doesn't have to be perfect and you're not going to make every decision perfectly. I, like, I still drove today. You know, I still you know, took that long train ride into the city. Yeah, it's public transport, but it's still a bloody long way. So, yeah, you know, you can't make... Not every decision is going to be perfect, but if you make enough in the right direction and keep making decisions and, you know, keep making those little adjustments, you can end up living a much more sustainable life. Yeah, you don't have to become perfect 
from today to tomorrow. No. It's just like, you know, you just start. Yeah. Just start. Just get Do started. Yeah, yeah, let's get started. Just go and get a handbag and bring it to sh- bring it with you when you go shopping. Yeah. Or just like walk a bit more. Yeah. Don't catch the tram when you can walk. Don't, yeah. you know, just little things. Yeah. That make you happy as well. Yeah. Because I feel so good when I'm riding my bike, when I go to shopping. Yeah. And I'm not, and I know that I'm not, you know, in, that I'm not affecting the environment. Mm. That's that, that feels just so good. And yeah. that's why I suggest you to try these as well. Because mm. it's a good way of, of living. Mm. If I didn't have these, mm. like I'd be a lot more, not depressed, but, you know, not as just, happy yeah, as I am at the moment. It'd be a very moment. different life, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, it would be so much different. It would be very yeah. different. And I think that's another thing that we, like Tom and I, yeah, both of us nowhere nowhere near perfect, and I think um, you know we've both tried to make. Well, I am. <laughs> we both tried to make um, you know steps to live a more sustainable life. Both of us still you know have areas that we can work on. Um, so that's that's you know it's going to be the basis for you know the podcast and the website is okay. We're gonna you know we want to try some different stuff out and just you know if it works well then yeah we'd, we'd love to share it with you. And if it doesn't work well, we'd love to share that with you as well and say, look, you know, we tried this. It didn't work for us, but, you know, here's the reasons why. Um, and that's the thing. For me, you know, riding my bike all the way, you know, down this massive hill in the cold, you know, without, you know, proper... I think I must, you know, if... You know, for me, like, if I was going to ride down to the station, you know, in winter, like, I have to have, you know, four pairs of gloves on to try and keep <laughs> my hands working... Um, and then, yeah, to ride all the way back up, like, you know, it would, it would take a fair bit of time each night. Or yeah, even like... Imagine know. the first two weeks. Mm. That would be hard. Yeah. But from a month mm. to two months yeah, exactly. of riding your bike every yeah. day, down the hill, up yeah. the hill. I like, get so fit. Yeah. Like, do you know how fit <laughs> you would be? Like, it's uh. just good exercise. Mm. And people can do that because mm. people go every day to the mountain and yeah. ride their bikes. Yeah. You know, like one day what if you just say okay this week i'm mm. gonna do that mm. and i'll do it mm. and that's the thing so we we both really want to try some of this stuff out um and yeah let, let you know how we go because and i think the other thing is there's a lot of things that you know as we were talking before there's a lot of things that we're already doing and a lot of things that have you know added a lot of value to our lives and i think added a lot of value in a lot of different ways you know tom's writing a lot and like tom is you know every time we come in so we try not to you know use the elevators around RMIT oh that's so another we'll, thing yeah. so we'll come to you know the fire you know the fire escape to come to the stairs and Tom will just like sprint up the stairs and I'm just sort of like <laughs> lagging behind like because ah, 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 ah. yeah Tom is just riding all the time and probably a lot fitter than I am um, probably but like but even yeah little things like so, you know, buying the Prius, yeah, it uses, you know, a third of the petrol, which is great for the environment. It's also bloody good for my wallet. Like, I, you know, I spend a third of, uh, yeah, I spend a third of the amount that I spent on petrol. And, like, that, yeah, that's a major saving. I mean, you spent a bit more up front? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. That's, a, that's a good point. Yeah, I did, sp- I did spend some more money up front to buy the car. But, yeah, it, it was a newer car. It was definitely worth, definitely worth a lot more money than my, um, my other car. But... Yeah, it's it's a newer car, so it should you know hold some of that hold some of that value over time. So but it's so nice how he didn't care much about the money he was going to pay up front, mm. but then you know like you wanted to help the environment, yeah. then yeah, 
you were aware that you were gonna you know save some money yeah on petrol but how good is that that you just spent more money mm. being like okay i'm spending this much mm. but i'm helping the environment yeah and that's a good thing that's uh, a, yeah i respect that and i think yeah i think what we're trying to say is sort of in a roundabout way is that there are so many benefits to you know taking some of these and making some of these changes um and yeah benefits that you might not you might not see for a while you know some people for some people you know going vegan is just this you know massive thing that makes a massive improvement on their health um yeah you know for tom you know riding his bike made him a lot fitter um you know since i went vegan like i did a shop yesterday i made some you know made up some food for the week um and i made so i made a, some pasta and some curries for a dollar f- bless you buddy <laughs> so yeah yesterday i went and did a shop to you know make some food for the week and i made some pasta and some curry for a dollar fifty a serve so like yeah you know 14 i think it was yeah 14 16 bucks or something and yeah that's you know it ended up at a dollar fifty a serve so you know that's and yeah it can save you you know a lot of these things can save you a lot of money so we'll move yeah so i've i have been talking a fair bit so we'll move on to the uh footprint calculator and sort of we'll quick quickly run through it and um you know talk a little bit about i think we've talked a fair bit about you know where we're at the moment but um yeah we can run through and you know see see where we're at at the moment and you know think about some potential areas that you know we can improve on so if you go to footprintcalculator.org um, it comes up at the homepage. You just enter your email. Um, they don't really send you like any spam or anything, unless you you know click the "Let's keep in touch." They're normally pretty good. Um, so the first question under food is how often do you eat animal-based products? So I'm gonna say never. And Tom, well, yeah, um, I'm vegetarian, so I eat some cheese and. Yep. But, uh, you know, I try not to, but I do a bit of those. But I'm going to say infrequently. Mm -hmm. Um, You know that you can always um, add details to improve your accuracy just Mm. beneath the the big line thing. So, the next question is, how much of the food that you eat is unprocessed, unpackaged, or locally grown? Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 70% because I've done, like, I've been working quite hard recently to try and buy unpackaged stuff that's, you know, grown in Australia. Um, Because I think, yeah, you know, sometimes it might might cost a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I think buying stuff that's, you know, grown in Australia, if you can buy it and it's grown in Australia. Just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, makes a lot more sense. Um, I'm going to say 65 Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is around about what I'm yeah. doing. Also, options like going to the market to yeah. buy your know, uh, grocery and, yeah. you know, food. That yeah. That's a good option. And I suggest that because it's a lot of fun as well. Yeah. So, do you want to do the next next question? Yeah. So, um, which housing type best describes your home? Um, so, for who doesn't know, who's just for who just has a normal house, um freestanding running water is the option so i'm gonna 
tick Darwin. Yeah, so I think most people most people listening to this would probably be freestanding running water or mm-hmm. maybe I guess like multi-story apartment. I think it's oh probably yeah. yeah. I mean, so, yeah, if so you just if you just live in a normal house, yeah, so that that'll be freestanding running water. If you live in an apartment in like you know high building, just say multi yeah. multi-story apartment. Yeah, so I'm going to say freestanding running water um, and then move on to the next question. What material is your house constructed with? So my house is made out of wood, old country weatherboard. What's what's yours? I think wood as well because um, I just moved into a new house, um, which is very nice. Mm. Um, I invite you, everybody. I invite everybody <laughs> over. Uh, it's just up to you. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say wood as well. Yeah, so then move on to the next question. Uh, how many people live in your household and what is the size of your home? So I'm going to say four because it's four of us. And I live in a medium home. It's probably about 100 square meters. Mm-hmm. What about you, James? So, um, yeah, so four four people live in my house and I think I'm probably, uh, I don't know, I think about, what did you say? A uh, hundred. Yeah, so I think I'm probably about 139. So, it's, it's not, it's not massive. Um, we've got, we've got the, the bungalow as well, but uh, yeah, I think it's probably about 139, maybe 40. I'm going to say 100, 144. Yeah, let's do that. All right. And then we'll move on to the next question. Do you have electricity in your home? No. I think if you're listening... if I think if you're listening to a podcast, you probably do have electricity in your home. If you don't, that that's that Well, sucks. go get some and then <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the next question is, how energy efficient is your home? Which is on the same page. Mm. Um, so, my home, I think, is just average... Or probably just no. Nah, I think it's okay. So it's uh, above above average. Says well insulated, efficient lighting and appliances, careful use. I probably say above average because my house is new, mm. and it's got a lot of you know like new uh, stuff. Like it's well insulated. It's um it's got efficient lighting yeah. and appliances and. I think it's I think it's a good house and mm. I'd probably say above, above average. Uh so I'm going to say very inefficient because our house is very old and um doesn't really have insulation. <laughs> like we've got some <laughs> under the floor because we we're getting really bad drafts so we put some <laughs> under the floor. Um LED lamps, nope. Uh heating cooling systems used often. Look, what's below average inefficient lighting? St- no, I'm gonna have to say very inefficient because I like we we're, we're trying to use heating and cooling less, but still, yeah, I still it. think we're not we're not just below average. It's very inefficient. So um yeah, we'll move on to the next question. <laughs> okay, so, so um, what's the next question? What what percentage of your home's electricity comes from renewable sources? Mm. Hmm. Very good question. So that's the tricky one. So if you don't know, I'm guessing unless unless this is something you've already looked into, you probably wouldn't. I I certainly didn't. Um, the 
average in Victoria and for most of Australia, I think it's a little bit different in South Australia, but I think most of Australia, it's about 19%. Yeah, 19%. Um, so that's, yeah, wind and solar and, you know, hydroelectricity and all that sort of jazz. Um, so for who doesn't know much, yeah, yeah 19% Yeah, 19% is, is the yeah, answer. Yeah, it's probably that. Um, there's definitely some you know, options to increase that number. If you've got solar panels, of course, then yeah, that number would probably definitely be more, probably higher. be higher. Um, or if yeah. you switch to um, renewable, um, how, how do you say uh, like a renewable energy provider? Provider. Thank you very much. There we go. Um, yeah. So there's definitely some energy companies who do. There's a few energy companies who do um, 100%. Uh, carbon neutral energy mm-hmm. which is pretty cool but um, yeah I think we'll probably talk about those in a later episode so we'll move on to the next question uh, compared to your neighbours how much trash do you generate okay so that's related to the the first one the packaged food mm. as well mm. um, I think packaged food but this one's also you can add quite a few details to this one because yep. I think and I think this is another one that we didn't really talk about and it sort of relates to a few different things so Personally, I, I think both of us are going to say, you know, minimal to none, you know, infrequently for... So, if you go to, you know, add details, um, you know, it talks about basically how much sort of stuff you buy. Um, and I think for both of us, whether it's financial reasons or just trying to keep, you know, keep your life nice and simple and, you know, trying not to buy too much too or much, even... Yeah. yeah, or even just as students who don't have a whole lot of money to go out and buy stuff. Um, I think, yeah, both of us have sort of, uh, yeah, minimal to none or yeah, infrequently for most of these things. Like I think both of us generally get most of our clothes from op shops. Um, I think shoes, I think both of it, both of us buy new shoes. Tom loves his sneakers and I love a good pair of Even boots. Even though I haven't bought shoes in a long time. Like, why do you have so many shoes then? I just collected them, man. You just like, <laughs> I was buying, you, you know. You spend like a solid four years collecting yeah, shoes. Yeah, like that what, I used, what I used to do was, okay, buying a, pair of, sh- a yeah. pair of shoes and then three months later, I was yeah. like, okay, I haven't bought shoes for <laughs> a long time. I haven't bought shoes for three months. So I, I can buy just, some more you know, shoes. treat myself and get another pair of shoes. But last time I was about to buy some shoes... I was at the shop and I was like, yes, I like these shoes with like a camouflage mm. Air Force Ones. Mm. Amazing, amazing. Mm. And I was like, they look so good on me. Mm. But then I was, I've got one pair already and yeah. then have six more pairs of shoes. Yeah. Why do I need this? Like, yeah. this just, it doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I just told the guy, so why am I supposed to buy shoes? And he's like, would you ask the sales yeah, guy the sales at a shoe guy, store? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I don't need uh, shoes. And he's like, well, nobody does really. Wait, so like, so did you? Tr- so you haven't told me this story. This is fantastic. So, <laughs> so you went to a shoe store, tried yeah. on shoes, w- looked like you're about to buy them, yeah, and then clicked in your head. Wait, I don't actually need shoes. Yeah. And then ask the guy who was trying to sell exactly. you these shoes. Exactly. Why do I need shoes? But it's fu- the funny thing is that <laughs> yeah, it what was did he like, say? yep. Fair enough. Don't buy him. It was like... Really? I, I told him. Like, That's cool. I'm as. like, man, like, why do we buy shoes? Like, why do people buy shoes? And he's like, well, I guess because people like shoes. But I'm like, do we really need them? Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't think so. I think particularly, yeah, like where you buy stuff. Like, I think, you know, for me, shoes has always been... 
you know, the exception because I think, you know, buying shoes, b- buying pre-worn shoes, I think you sort of, when you wear in shoes, you sort of wear them into your feet. So I think, you know, the few times I've tried to buy, you know, secondhand shoes, it's never never gone that well. They're secondhand. Are they? Tom, yep. Tom's, you know, white, Tom's very, very white shoes are apparently secondhand. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's really cool. I might maybe I'll have to give it another go. But that's the other thing. Like at the moment, I've got plenty of shoes. I'm like, I don't, I don't really need yeah, shoes. That's the thing. Um, but that's so. Like when I, you know, and I think it's it's a tricky one to talk about. You know, when you need clothes, when you need shoes, because you know, each of us only really only needs, you know, very little. So I think you know, it's acceptable. I personally, I think it's acceptable to have you know some. I think it's it's quite acceptable and quite normal to have some wants. You know, yeah. I want, you know, like I like, you know, I or even you know wants or likes or you know have you know a few different clothes that sort of you know represent your style, represent you know what you want to wear, what you feel comfortable in. Like, uh, you know, I, you know, I didn't need to buy the jeans that I'm wearing today, but they're like they're nice, comfy jeans, and like they were secondhand. Um, you know, bought them from Savers. They're really nice and cheap. Um, you know, pre-loved. They were really nice. So yeah, I think it's sort of. So we've gone off on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> um, so basically, Tom and I don't really buy much. <laughs> that is is the uh, short, is the end of in that. Short, yeah, the, yeah, in the short of that. And I think the only th- the other thing on here is how much do you recycle? I think this is a it's a good question, and I think it's also a question that's quite um, tricky at the moment in Australia because a lot of the stuff, particularly plastic, I think we recycle Australia. You know recycles a fair bit of their paper and cardboard and that sort of stuff but i think with plastics i think we're sort of i think we're still like not recycling plastics at the moment um if someone yeah if someone has the details or knows what what we're currently recycling or knows you have a great way to find that out like please let us know but um, it is up (laughs) that's the other thing if we ever say things or like you know you have any comments or tips or you know corrections like please let us know (laughs) Um, so for how much do you recycle? I'm going to say half and half. Um, actually, no, probably paper. I'm going to say all. So I think I, yeah, I always recycle paper, but plastic, like I recycle when I can, but I think I've, I've grown lazy with plastic because I think I'm not entirely convinced that like it's actually getting recycled. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say all for paper and half for plastic. Nice. Yeah. So let's move on to the next one. Next question. Um, so that's. How far do you travel by car or motorcycle each mm. week? How far do so, you travel each week? Um, actually, I I, I catch like just randomly I catch Ubers, yeah. bulls. So I'm just gonna say ten k's. Yep. Like I probably like five because I don't do it every week. Mm. So I'm just you know to be fair, five mm. k's a week. Yeah. It's probably the average. Yeah. So this is another interesting one. I over the past few weeks I've been really trying to make an effort to drive, you know, as little as I can. I think um even just, you know, doing some more hours in the city, you know, not not going out as much on, you know, weekends and all that sort of stuff. I think I've I've definitely been driving a lot less. And I, I was just um doing the doing the numbers before and I think for the past few weeks I've been driving sixty Ks a week. That's that's good, man. Between sort of like sixty and eighty, depending on you know how far yeah, I go. So, have I, to do when, yeah. so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eighty, but yes. I think yeah, it's generally it's been I've been a lot better. I've definitely been working hard to try and reduce that amount. Um, 
which is it's definitely tricky where I live because you know you sort of have to combine everything you need to do all your you know errands and shopping and all that sort of stuff you know into one trip so like you know on on the weekend like yes you really have to try and combine everything like okay I need to do this this and this so I'm going to do it all at once um but yeah, I think I've I've definitely been trying a lot lot harder to um reduce the amount that I've been driving. So I'm gonna say eighty six k. Yeah, because I remember l- last week you were telling me how much you were driving and mm. it was over hundred k's yeah. or something like yeah. that, around about hundred k's. Yeah. And if 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 you got it down, how do you push it down? Took it down to yeah sixty yeah. eighty. No, what did you say? Eighty six. Yeah, no. So I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um eighty, yeah. but um yeah, it's it's definitely been much better yeah. than it was. Like. Until you keep improving, mm. it's just good. That's the thing, like that, you know, just little stuff like that. Like, okay, you know, if I if I'm organised, then I can sort of you know combine all these trips into one and not drive as far. Like, yeah, I still you know I still have to drive down to the, I'm still driving down to the train station. Like, I still drive over to Warrandyte where I work and all that sort of stuff. But um, even little things like you know I could drive, so I I stay on one side of Warrandyte and I work on the other side of Warrandyte. Like yeah, I could drive there in the morning. Um, like there's some mornings where I really rather drive because you know it's bloody cold. But yeah, once you know it's that little thing that no, I can just walk. Like yeah. I'll warm up. I'll warm up in two minutes. Sure. It'll be fine. So yeah, eighty k's. That's where I'm at, where I'm at at the moment. So next question is: What is the average fuel economy of the vehicle you use most often? Bad. So. Do you even get that question? Oh, so you did 5Ks, so... Yeah, so I got that question yeah. as well. But the um, they give me... Like, it's a bit weird because they give you both car and... Yeah, the they give you both motor. car and motorbike. So I think if you don't... I think if you've put 0Ks for the motorbike on the previous question, then I think it just then doesn't... Met, I think yeah. it just doesn't take it into account. So... I don't know. So if you're get if you do those Ks in an Uber, what Uber's I think you know, a stand a standard sort of sedan. What 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 sort of car do you normally get for an so Uber? So it's usually Prius, Corollas, yeah. or yeah, new new cars. Yeah. And I think that they they must have like um high efficient I think high efficient yeah. cars. Like I think if you're driving Uber you probably want to have an efficient yeah, Uber or Lyft or yeah, any of these, I think you'd probably want to have an efficient car because you wouldn't want to so, yeah. make that money and then have to spend it all on petrol. So there must be some rules in. Yeah. So I'm going to say four liters. Yep. As an average. So yeah, so I'm going to say four liters as well. Um, so I'm going to say four liters as well because my new little Prius does very well on petrol um, well very well in my books because it just does so much better than my old car used to but um, yeah so I'm going to say 4 litres alright now we move to the next question when you travel by car how often do you carpool uh, 100% 100%. yeah because you always get Uber pool yeah always yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say look normally I think the last time I did this I think I did like I think I did like zero or five percent because I was never, and I still I like I still don't when I go to the train station. But I think I've, I've definitely carpooled, or you know, gone with other people, um, a bit more. So I'm gonna say thirty percent, still infrequently. But uh, let me ask you something. Yeah. Um, is there any other guy, or, like person you know, that need to go to the city in the morning? 
to the station. Yeah, to the station. I mean, uh, not that I know of, and I think it's it, I, it's something that I really love to look into. You know, like you could um, start asking even yeah to people to just live close to you yeah. and be like, do you need to leave? Then I think the only issue is that like I don't know what time I'll come back out. Yeah, but you 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 figure that out. Like even if it's just in the morning. Yeah. And then whatever for the afternoon, but if yeah. even just the morning trip, mm. you can probably share the petrol and yeah. share the ride. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's mm. something I can definitely look into. So yeah, at the moment I'm going to say thirty percent. How far do you travel on public transportation each week? How far do you travel on public transport, Tom? Man, I never catch them. Like I just don't need them. I'm just going to say, like three k's. Mm. Just you know, because sometimes I do catch trams or trains so I'm just gonna say 3k's so I'm just figuring this out I did have a number but I can't remember what it was so I'm just gonna quickly I've got it here for you probably because I have your computer I but I think I've okay so this is what so that's 30 sorry I'm just doing doing my maths so 34 uh, 34 times 2 times 3 alright Two, yeah, so about 200Ks a week on a train. So a fair bit. Uh, yeah, so that's in and out of the city three days a week. So I'm going to say 200Ks. Uh, you can also add details on that one. So I'm going to say 200Ks by train because I know it's a bit different between train and bus. So, yeah, I'm going to say 200Ks by train. And then the last question, how many hours do you fly each year? It's a big one. How, yeah. how, how often do you fly? I fly once every two years. Mm. Um, and I go back to Italy or I just, you know, travel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that usually takes me 24 hours Yeah. Uh, each way. So, um, yeah, fuck, that's a lot. Um, so, I'm going to say 24. Yeah. Because I don't travel every year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'm just going to say 24 just, you know, to make it. An average. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't I haven't flown in a while. I think I went to Sydney like like four years ago, five years ago. But I I haven't I haven't flown since then. I think I've only ever been. I think the longest flight I ever did was eight hours to Japan, but that was like seven years ago. I think that's great. It's definitely what. Yeah. So I I don't really. So it doesn't have much an impact on the environment. No, no. Um, but that's the thing. Like you, you know, you visit your family, so it's it's hardly something that you know. Yeah, I sort of need it. Yeah. I mean, it's not a need, 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 but it's a pretty fair want. I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's a want. Yeah, it's I think. Fair, yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, it's it's definitely a thing. It's like yeah, a lot of things they might not be needs, but yeah, it's a pretty fair want. Like, Even I think we can fix that. Yeah. With the um, with some carbon neutral plans. Yeah, or yeah. That's the other thing. So there's there's different there's definitely some um, steps that you can take that yeah f- you know for yourself if you really want to offset the carbon that you know is produced in that plane flight. There's stuff that you can look into. Um, you know these carbon offsets where you can you carbon know offsets. you can plant you can spend some money and plant so many trees that you know those trees then um, offset the carbon that you know that plane trip took. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of options that you can look into. Um, also, for people that have to fly yeah. every year, every yeah, exactly. week, you know. Yeah. So you know, if you if you work for you know a company that and you need to fly 
fly a fair bit. There's absolutely stuff that... Yeah, um, so you've got two options. Yeah. Look for another job or... <laughs> <laughs> just quit your job. Just, just quit, quit your, job your job and start a blog. And then you can just... Then you can just do it from your bed and you never have to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to say zero hours. And then when you click next, that gives you your overall score. Oh my... That's, that's changed a fair bit. All yes, right. Yeah. What's what's your score? One point five. One point five. Yeah. So um, so if everyone lived like Tom, we would need one point five Earths. That's pretty good. That's like when when we first started this. When I first showed Tom the footprint calculator, I think it was before you went veggie, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think before you went veggie, and there was a few other things. I think with yeah, like, like packaged food. Yeah, and packaged food and. But even just like what what was it before you went veggie and like just those few changes of going veggie and packaged food? I think it was like two point eight or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was two point five, six. Yeah. Yeah, probably two point eight. So that and that's the thing, I think, you know, you don't have to take we we're never gonna tell you which steps to take, but there are absolutely some steps that will have a bigger impact than others. And I think yeah weighing up the pros and cons and you know the impact of you know making different adjustments like for you yeah it was yeah i think for you it was a bit of a it was a you know pretty big thing but i think particularly with your family to you know go home to your italian family and say you know i'm vegetarian now man that's hard yeah my mom still doesn't believe me (laughs) like like, no you're lying they're like my mom like a couple of days ago she was making some orecchiette with broccoli and sausage Mm. Uh, which is a type of pasta with broccoli and sausage, yeah. which is amazing. But I was like, Mom, look, I don't eat sausages. And she's like, oh, she's like no, you do. Push them <laughs> aside. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you always, you've, uh, you've done that always. And I'm like, no, Mom, just I've changed now. And and she's like, all right, just push them aside. I'm like, no, Mom, just don't put them. Just can, can you eat it without them? Uh, yeah, but it's so good. I know, Mom, just. Mm. all right just put a mom do whatever yeah you know sometimes you just have to give up yeah because yeah you, even because you can't fight that much with your yeah. mom like she's been doing that yeah. same thing for years and years and yeah. it's very hard to change yeah. her mind so yeah you get up yeah you know even at the restaurant yeah uh, so mm, i work at a restaurant yeah um and they give me lunch and dinner mm. for free every mm. day uh which is a nice thing which is I'm very thankful to my uncle that gives me food. Mm. Um, but the thing is, um, sometimes my auntie would make some pasta like, you know, carbonara or um, matriciana, mm. and that takes bacon, that takes mm. meat. And I can't just be like, no, please don't put it because I'm the only one vegetarian. Yeah, You know, it's sort of an effort I don't want to ask because they're already doing a lot for me. Yeah. And that's why I sometimes just let it go. Mm. I just, you know, I don't want to be 100% into this thing. I don't want to be um, too exaggerated. I don't want to, you know, push the thing, push yeah. the thing like over the limit. Yeah. It has to be fair. Yeah. Right. So like I reduce my um, meat consumption mm. like to 1%, 2%, mm. but still there's... And you don't want to force it onto other people. I yeah. think I think that's that's been a big thing for me since going that's vegan. Great. Like, I, it it's definitely been a big thing that I always try and like. And that's why I I didn't tell people for a while. I was like, this shouldn't have to be 
like an issue for other people. And then, yeah, since then it's like, okay, well, you know, if I'm regularly, you know, going to my girlfriend's house for dinner or something like, yeah, they should probably know, like they're, you know, they're happy to accommodate for it. Um, but even that, like, you know, sometimes, you know, I've made it quite clear to them that, yeah, if it's a pain in the ass to do vegan, like I'm happy, you know, if there's a little bit of cheese or, you know, a little bit of whatever, like I'm happy to, you know, I'm happy to do that. Or, you know, like the other day, so I worked for a, a building company and, um, the other day we were at work and the client, the client made us all coffees. It was so sweet. She you know, she was being really nice and she, you know, made us all coffees and, you know, she brought them down and yeah, she brought down, you know, four cappuccinos. And I was like, I really, I don't, I, you know, I just, I re- yeah. And that was the thing. I was like, okay, if I, I, there was no way I would order myself a cappuccino, there's no way, you know, that I'd otherwise drink it. But yeah, she, you know, she'd been so lovely and made me one. I was like, I can't not drink this, and it was it was such a nice gesture that I was like, yeah, I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna drink this coffee. It was a lovely coffee, but yeah, it had milk in it, and I was like, well, yeah. Sometimes I think that there's absolutely a limit, and I think personally for me, I get really frustrated when I see you know militant vegans you know impressing their views and everyone else. I'm like, no, it's it's, it's yeah. your choice. If you it, and that's the thing, like you know you don't want to you know you don't want to give up you know, cheese and dairy and milk and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, that's fair enough. Like I, you know, I love cheese. I love milk. I love all these things. But, you know, for me, it was, it was a quick and easy way to reduce the impact. And yeah, for me, like, you know, it doing that instead of, you know, going full vegan instead of riding my bike, like they could, you know, they could have a pretty similar sort of impact. And yeah. for me, like, yeah, it's so much easier to, go vegan instead of you know having to ride my bike everywhere so it's like so just let's do it yeah. yeah so i got 1.7 earths yo Woo! yo which is, is much better like i think the last time the lowest ever yeah the, the, and that's the thing since i've been driving a lot less since i've had my new car um yeah like a lot less and i think so i want to i want to share I would try and convey like how I'm feeling right now because it is, and it, it's it's a really it's you a really must see his face. It, it's a really important. I've just got this massive. We're gonna record these in on video because um I just got this massive smile on my face. So, <laughs> Tom's just getting. He's gonna take a photo. Tom's just gonna take a quick photo. <laughs> there we go. Um. So, yes, only a few months ago, I think only a few months ago when I showed you this, I think you were sitting at like 2.8 and I was at like 2.3. And a new car, uh, yeah, a new, more fuel-efficient car, driving less, um, more like unpackaged, you know, locally grown food, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all that sort of stuff. And suddenly it's gone, you know, it's gone down like quite a lot. You know, it's gone down, what, 0.6. And like... Yeah, it doesn't feel like much when you're doing it. And sometimes, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Sometimes I really don't want to walk to work because it's, you know, really cold. But when you see that, when you can see and you can, you know, see a number about, okay, this is how much of an impact that has, it's it's really good for your motivation. It's why we really want to share this tool with you because it really helps. You know, it, it can be quite hard to, you know, try and do things for the environment but never actually know what you know whether it's doing any good but i think doing this calculator you know for where you're at now 
gives you a really good starting point of, okay, well, here's the things I can do. And as you make changes, as you make the little adjustments, you can see you know, what sort of positive impact it has. And I think it's really good to... Definitely. And you can get this feeling that I'm having right now of just being so happy to know that you're making, you know, the changes that you've made, you're making progress. It feels so good. It feels really good. On the other hand, last week, I took the calculator mm. and I had 1.2 okay. herfs. Um, so if everybody lived like me, we would need 1.2 herfs. Mm. Um, but because uh, I've, I've mistaken on the... Um, I've mistaken, yeah. Mm. Uh, on the um, how many hours do you fly each year? Mm. And I did just 12. Ah, uh, okay. So, like, if I change to 12, yeah, the whole thing goes so down you, to... So, what, if you flew once every four yeah. years instead of once every yeah. two? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There would be 1.2. Mm. That's crazy. So, like, just yeah. a 12 hours flight yeah. changed to 1.2 yeah. to 1.5. It, yeah. it's, and then, again, I was like, nah, it can't be. So, I just clicked on... I went back again to um, the how, yeah, how many the hours do you fly each so year. So once you get to your final answer, you can just click back. So if you're curious about, okay, what, what changes can I make? You can click back. So, okay. So if I say, okay, I always carpool. Like you were saying, yep. if I find someone to, you know, and I always carpool, if I change that to 100%, Oh, it's still 1.7. That's a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not very effective. It's probably but, not a great example. But, but I, what I'm doing, yeah, that's, I, I went back to how many hours do you fly each year mm. and I'm just going to click 87 hours a year. Uh, yeah, so what's 87? From, 20, from 24 to 87 and remi- remember I had 1.5. The result is 3.2. Yeah. Uh, so yep. like fly flights are yep. so effective, like are affecting yep. the environment very much. Mm. Planes... Pull it takes a lot a of energy l- to fly us through. takes a lot of energy, man. Yeah, doesn't it? And it's something that when you realize where we got it, like where, where we at, mm. you know, like all of these, um, like the industry goes, mm. like went a lot more far and we need to fly because it's all like industrialized. Yeah. So like the industri- the industry made us mm. fly mm. a lot more than what we used to. Yeah. And that's taking a massive amount of energy. Mm. And that's the result. Yeah. So it's it's massive. It's man. Um, I, I just I I can't talk because I'm <laughs> too 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 impressed. I'm I'm like, fuck. Like, what about what what about people that travel like every every single week? Mm. Like, I think that's the that's thing. So, like, if you travel like that for your job, like, yeah, you might not be able to. You know, it's definitely not a simple decision to. And that's what we were talking before about decisions. Like. Yeah, it's it's not, and we're absolutely not recommending that you know you quit your job tomorrow because it's you know the amount you fly is bad for the environment. Like that's not that's not what we're saying at all. But what we're saying is you know if you when when the time comes time to make when you know you decide to move to a new job or for whatever reason you want to change you you end up changing jobs. Like yeah, it it can be it can absolutely be a part of your decision making process. And you know if someone says you know part of this job is you know a lot of travel like a you know i know a lot of plane travel is not good for your health you know depending on whether or not you're getting paid like you know it's a lot of time you know it's a lot of time and effort to you know fly around the world for business um but yeah you know that can absolutely be a part of 
that decision making process. It doesn't it doesn't have to be the be all and end all. Like you might you know find a job that you really love, and yet part of it is you know flying is often you know taking a plane to somewhere, and like you know that might be something that you're happy with, but if you then want to reduce your impact, you just you might just have to find other ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it's the other great thing that if there's one thing in here that you can't budge on, if you're like, you know what, I love meat, I just can't imagine ever giving it up, or I don't know for some health reason, I don't, I don't know, you might have some particular health reason that says you absolutely have to eat meat, then yeah, find some other ways. You know, make sure it's un, you know, make sure it's unpackaged, or you know, make sure it's locally grown, or you know, reduce the amount you drive or there's always different ways and you can sort of, you can very easily pick and choose which you want to, you know, which adjustments you want to make. Yeah. And yeah. there are some that, you know, have a greater effect than others, but there's always, there's always the next step. You know, you once, can take. once mm. you make a step, there's always another little thing that you can change, whether it's, you know, reducing the amount of, like, you know, buying unprocessed, un, you know, unpackaged foods is a classic that like I you know try and buy unprocessed unpackaged but that's something that I could always do better and you know a lot of people you know there are people there are you know examples of people who don't have any wastes you know they buy entirely unpackaged foods they buy entirely locally grown foods or they might even grow their own food a lot of people yeah will have a small farm and grow all of their own food so there's always always ways you can do stuff differently and yeah always little areas that you can improve sure and um after i did the um yeah i tried to like push the um mm. the the hours of flight sorry i just want to go back to that thing because mm. it's probably the most effective one mm. um and it's surprising because now i took it down to zero yeah and by clicking next it gives me 0.9 hertz. really 0.9 so if i wouldn't fly he says, so, so if you, hooray. So if, if you didn't fly again. Yeah. He says, crazy. hooray, if everyone lived like you, there would be no overshoot day. That's crazy. We would only need 0.9 hertz. And that's just... It's hard to conceptualize, isn't it? Fucking hell. Like, and, I think it, and I think this is another thing that we, that we really want to talk about. We, we've, we've been talking about the idea of getting you know, possibly a psychologist or a counsellor or someone on to talk about this sort of stuff because it is, you know, there are a lot of little changes you can make. There are a lot of little adjustments you can do. But I think that it does get to a point where some of the adjustments aren't so little anymore. And I think we'd be we'd be kidding ourselves if we didn't admit that some of these changes, you know, there are, there are definitely some that are a lot harder to make than others. And for you, you know, to not... To not fly again, so so your grandparents all still live in mm-hmm. Italy, don't they? Yeah. So, for you to say, okay, zero hours, I'm never gonna fly back to Italy, like that's, you know, that's that's a really hard thing. Like, for, but I, it's, I, if I was you, I couldn't imagine not flying again. But like, it's hard to understand now because nowadays people, mm. you know, can just buy a ticket and fly yeah. whatever they yeah. want to. But just try to think of sixty, seventy years mm. ago. Yeah. Like people just couldn't fly, and yeah. they could still live like meaningful yeah. and like good lives, happy yeah. lives. Not everybody, but you know, like you didn't have to travel. No, so no. that sometimes it's like ah, no way, man. Like I need to travel, but mm. no, I 
I don't need to travel. Mm. So I think, yeah, it's it's definitely, I think that it can throw up some big questions and I think it can, yeah, throw some things into perspective. Mm. Um, I think for me, the big one is, for me at the moment, the big one is moving out of where I live into yeah. a, because at the moment, you know, I take a fair bit of time on public transport. So let, let's say this. So, so Tom just, you know, what if he didn't fly? So what if I didn't drive so if i so basically if i moved into the city um so let's say this uh, let's say if i moved into an apartment in the city uh, sorry it's probably a little bit boring to listen to but um just for the sake of thinking about this stuff so if I moved into an apartment in the city, zero, didn't travel. I'm just gonna zero. crop this. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut you Sorry. off the podcast. I just, I just had a look. Uh, so, yep. If I move into the city, if I move into an apartment in the city, don't drive and don't get public transport. Yeah. Zero point five Earths. Shit. I could go back to eating meat. Fuck. Let's have a look at that. <laughs> If I moved into an apartment in the city, no fucking could, way, man. And probably you could you could probably try to change the um the um what's the electricity part? Yeah. So if I okay, so if I okay, so you can change your power company to do one hundred percent renewable energy. So if I change that, and then if I go back, let's say. Okay, so I'm going to say often for animal products, um, 100% renewable energy. Okay, so now it's back to 1.6. So, what? How low? How low can I go? So if I, so if I, yep, stay, stay vegan, move into an apartment in the city, and go 100% renewable energy. Yeah, 0 0.5 Earths. Man, that's crazy, and that's the thing. So, like for you, it, it's definitely a tricky thing. Like for you, you know, the idea of not flying anymore, like that's that's a, it's a pretty big thing. Yeah, it's hard. Like, and like for me, the like at the moment, you know, I live live rent free, and I'm you know supported by my parents, and you know, I love I love where I live, and I you know, I grew up there, and it's a really big part of my life. You know, living where I do, and you know, living so close to nature, and I I really love. I really love where I live, but yeah, you know, the, the, the knowledge that if I moved into the city, if I moved into an apartment, yeah, you know, I'd have to spend some more money. Yeah. You know, I might not be able to get in, get out into nature as often. Like, you know, you can get out to parks, but I mean like, you know, real, you know, nature as, as it's been here for, you know, forever. Forever. Yeah. But yeah, like that's how much, you know, 0 0.5 earths. The nice like thing is that you can just play a bit with exactly, the, and you can and, and you can play a bit, and you can see what will actually have an impact. Because you could say you you could get to your result, and then you can go back and say, okay, what if I recycled all the time? What if I became the ultimate recycling Nazi, and just you know was super duper into recycling? Like, it's not. Yes, it, you know, recycling is an important part, but it's not it's not the only thing and there are other things that can also have 
a large impact. So I think what this tool allows you to do is really find the areas that are going to have the most impact and find the areas that are going to work best with your lifestyle. Find the, the little steps you can take first. So then when it comes time to, you know, make those big steps, you know, you've under, you understand where you've come from and understand what it means to make those big steps. And I think we might uh, start to wrap up, but I think just before we do, I think we'd probably like to have a chat about what if everyone lived like you, we'd need this many Earths actually means. And I think what it means to us and how we sort of use that as leverage to make those changes. Because I know personally for the first few times I did it, I was like, I think, for, you know, the first times I did it, I was getting, you know, 3.4, 3.5. I was like, oh, well, you know, that's about average for Australia. That's fine. You know, all right. But I think as we sort of, you know, looked into climate change and, you know, we're discovering just what an enormous effect it's already having and how many millions of people are going to, you know, suffer the consequences. And people, you know, the the, the inconvenient truth, the, the really scary thing is that the people who are going to suffer the consequences, suffer the worst consequences of climate change are the people who have had the least to do with it. You know, the people who live in, you know, small islands in the Pacific who, you know, who don't have cars, you know, who just drive, you know, who just walk down, you know, go fishing, you know, walk over and, you know, grow some food, you know, they... They have no impact, but they yeah, still... Yeah, they have, you know, each of... I think the average for Kiribati, I remember looking at this, and the average for Kiribati was like 0.6 or 0.7, and Kiribati is slowly being washed away by rising sea levels. How bad? How like, sad. these people are losing their homes, and... Yeah, they've had they've had nothing to do with it. Their their lifestyle isn't the problem, but I think what's what gives us the motivation, what gives us the leverage to make those decisions, and what makes it what makes it tricky to to learn that okay, if we make these changes, you know, it could be below one Earth, is because when it you know even at one point seven, one point five, wherever we're at, if when we get to that result, it means that we are using more than our share of Earth's resources. You know, when, it, when it tells me that, okay, 1.7 Earths, that tells me that I'm using more than my you know, 7 billionth share of Earth's resources. So if I'm using more than my share, I'm contributing to the problem. And sure. I think that's, it's something that, you know, it's quite hard to, to comprehend and it's, it's quite, you know, uncomfortable when you sort of when you realize it but i think although it's uncomfortable and scary i think it can really give you the motivation and the leverage that you need to make those changes and you know when you're at the shops and you really you know i i do this all the time when i'm at the shops and i really want to buy a packet of oreos i (laughs) really like i really want to buy a packet of oreos and i'm like no it's packaged, it's packaged food that I don't need. That I don't need. And I think what really gives me the motivation, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not perfect. You know, often I buy the Oreos. Often I buy the Oreos because they're sweet and delicious and they're vegan. But most of the time, I manage to say, no, you know what, I don't need them. Because at the moment, you know, while it's great that I've made progress, while it's great that, you know, made like what, 0.6, you know, 0.06 um earth's progress like that's fantastic but i'm still part of the problem my yep. lifestyle you can 
still do signing. Yeah, yeah. My lifestyle, my consumption, that. I'm still using more than my share of resources. So I think it's a really powerful thing. And yeah, you know, it's a powerful emotion. It's scary. It's uncomfortable. But it, I think it's really important to... It really gives you the why of why you want to make these adjustments, why you want to make these changes. Because, you know, when you just think of climate change in the abstract, when you can't really pin it down to what's actually going to happen and what your responsibility is in that, you know, it's quite hard to find the motivation to make these changes. But when you really think about the fact that as long as you use more than your share of Earth's resources, we're, we're all... We're, you know, both of us here are part of the problem. If if you take this calculator and you get, you know, 1.7 Earths, 2.5, 3.4... still... Like, you're still... You're still part of the problem. And that's okay. Like, we're both... We're both still there. Like, neither of us have cracked, you know, that... Neither of us have cracked that below 1 Earths thing. And we both understand that, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to do. And sometimes, you know, for both of us, it will likely take you know, some big changes in our life and that, you know, it's going to have to be something that we'll have to work towards and, you know, take small steps towards, but... But being hard and, you know, new doesn't mean, you know, bad or scary. It's just... Exactly. Like, every... Like, everything I changed Mm. just gave me so much happiness. Mm. So, I'm just so happy about it. I'm just... Mm. Just do it. I'm I'm glad I've done that. Mm. I'm glad I've changed. Mm. You know, yeah, and it it every, like all of it seems scary at first, and like I was, yeah. you know, I I said the exact same thing with going vegan. And I was like, oh no, I couldn't possibly do that. A year later, and it's really not. But I used to take the piece out of vegetarians. I used to be like, oh what, like what, why, why, why wouldn't yeah. you eat me? Like we we're meat yeah, eaters. Like same. don't 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 say bullshit. Like you know, don't fuck around. And and then I was held. I was thinking like how how dumb I was. You sometimes you just, you know, you scared. You mm. you hearing something. You mm. you you hearing something new, mm. and the first thing you think mm. is protecting yourself. Yeah. The first yeah. thing you do is protecting yourself, and you're like, nah, that's not gonna work. Mm. That's wrong. Mm. But if you actually think about it, yeah, for two minutes, yeah, then a lot of things would just make a lot of sense to mm. you. And that's that's what happened to mm. me. Yeah. And I used to be so dumb, mm. like not listening to people. And this whole travel, this whole this journey, I I've taken, taught me also how to listen to what people say. Mm. You know what what people tell you mm. is for a reason. Like he's happening for a reason. Mm. You know, mm. it's not only because people like to talk. Yeah. And being able to listen is a good skill. Yeah. That everybody should learn. Mm. I'm still learning it. Yeah. Still, sometimes when James talks to me, I'm just like, "Nah, <laughs> nah, you fuck." No, I'm kidding. Look, but I do the same. But yeah, it's it's absolutely it's a big thing. So I think we we you know we both still have a lot to learn. We both still have a, you know a lot of changes that we can make, and we really want to share you know all of those things we learn with you. That, you know, as we get yeah, better at doing please. things, you know, whether it's recipes, whether it's ideas, whether it's whatever. Yeah, we'd love to share what we learn with you. Um, so I think we'll probably uh, wrap it up here. But just quickly, thank you very much for joining us today. We we really hope that you found some value in today's episode, and we hope that you have a few ideas about you know ways to live more sustainably. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or tips, we we'd love to hear from you. Um, 
we're still trying to lock down a name. So, oh yeah, uh, true. We don't have a name. Yeah, we're still trying to work on you know building a website and social media and all that sort of stuff. And um, and that's why today we're going to Kip Cup mm. office to the Kip yep. Cup office. Um, yeah, so hopefully that goes well. Um, so yeah, so we're building those channels for you to you know share those comments and tips and all that sort of stuff. But um, in the meantime, yeah, stay posted and we will let you know as soon as we can. So thank you very much for your attention. We'll see you next time and have an awesome week. Thank you, guys. You're all beautiful. See ya. Bye-bye.